Scripture this morning is taken from John chapter 12, verses 20 to 26. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. The word of the Lord. Thank you, Bill. If you're connecting faces and names, Bill Kaufelt. Uh, in our growing congregation, we try to keep introducing uh, each other to, to the congregation. Well, uh, I made a very interesting discovery about three weeks ago. I was sitting on the deck, kind of just relaxing, and I was looking out at the shrubs and the trees and the grass and the flowers, and I saw a little red something on one of our shrubs. I'd never seen it before. So I walked over there and took a look, and it, uh, wow, there were about uh, 30 of them. They looked like little tomatoes, those mini tomatoes, but in fact they were little cherries. They were those little mini cherries. And... Uh, I said, Mark, did you know? And uh, she came running out and uh, said, we have had a cherry tree in our backyard for 15 years and have not known it. I don't know what I was doing wrong. Did I not water it enough? Did I prune it too much? Whatever it was, after 15 years, the thing started to, to grow and blossom, and we have 100 cherries this year. And they're good. They were a little sour at first, but uh, they're good. And so we're enjoying them. And so I'm wondering to myself, why the fruit of the Spirit is often so slow to develop in my life? Why? Uh, why is the fruit delayed in other Christ followers? And you say, well, you've been on the road for 20 years. And there's no fruit for your relationship with Christ. It's a distinctive journey for each of us to plant a seed and to nourish it to a vibrant plant. Now, there are two exciting seasons on the farm. The first one is time to plant the crop, and the second one is time to harvest the crop. The harvest is by far the most fun because that is the fruit of your labor. 
And so we all loved Harvest the Best growing up on the farm. The farmer sings that song, Money, 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 as, as he sees a truckload of grain being shipped off to the elevator. That's money in his pocket. But there is no reaping unless there is first some planting. So in the spring, faithfully every year, my father would start to prepare the seed for the ground by working the fields, getting out any weeds that might be there, and preparing the soil for planting. And then he made sure that he had new seed, or he had at least clean seed, and he waited for the right time to put that seed in the ground. Now, it's no surprise that the Bible is filled with agricultural imagery since this was very much an agrarian society. This was the world of farming, this was the world of planting, this was the world of harvesting. Today, I want us to be reminiscent of the power of smallness. We are prone to think that it always has to be big, big to be effective. But remember the power of small. Remember the greatness of small. Think of it in terms of prayer. We may not be able to coordinate a whole church coming together for prayer, but wouldn't that be wonderful if we could, that everybody came and we had a prayer summit and everybody was here? But, but what about the, the power of prayer where two or three are gathered? What about the power of prayer in a home group? What about the power of prayer in a staff meeting? It's powerful. So just uh, take a look. Can you see it? There's so much great found in the small. A full life of potential in a heartbeat. A massive tree in an acorn. Trillions of atoms in a speck of dust. So much said in a look. So much history in a scar. So much comfort in silence. The faith to move mountains in a seed. The greatest gift in pennies. A timeless sacrifice in a few breaths. The greatest of man in a servant. The universe is great in the small. Stars 1,000 times the size of Earth, just specks in the sky. Salvation in the simplest of prayers. The gift of eternity in an instant. Freedom from bondage in a choice fullness of life in the darkest of times, power of resurrection in a word, the greatest significance in the smallest of steps. Can you see it? May we all come to see the great in the small. The greatness of small, the greatness of small, small even like a seed. There are many verses in the Bible uh, on planting and reaping, some uh, more obscure, some more clear. 
So we learn from the biblical input and we learn from the practicality of what we experience in just simply planting a seed. So here are some lessons this morning. Number one, the power is in the seed. The power is in the seed. Want to see a miracle? Take a small seed, put it under several inches of dirt, give it light, give it water, give it fertilizer. It doesn't ma matter that the ground is a zillion times the weight of the seed. The seed will push it back. Never underestimate the power of a seed. Have you ever seen a flower or a weed push its way through a, a, a crack in the concrete? I mean, where does it get the power to be able to do that? Remarkable when the power of a seed has the right conditions. The power is in the seed. It really is amazing to me that God put his power in a seed. And everything starts there. Everything starts as a seed. Every idea starts as a little thought, a little seed, and then it grows. Your life started as a seed. When your father's seed was connected with your mother's egg, your life began. I don't need to tell you how it all came about. It's right back in Genesis 1:11. Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. And that was the beginning of a beautiful planet. It started with a seed. God gave a seed. And look what had happened. Look what happened. Last week, about this time, we were, uh, we were over at the Butcher Gardens in Victoria, B.C. Our first time, 55 acres of flowers and trees. It is very spectacular. Mrs. Butcher, an Italian lady, had a love for flowers. And she started off slowly transforming an old quarry uh, into a beautiful tourist attraction. And now a million people go through these gardens every year. But she started just very small, and she watched the increase. It's true in life. When you give something, small though it may be, it grows. When you give away encouragement, you plant a seed. When you give away your time, you plant a seed. When you give away your money, you plant a seed. A seed that grows and grows and grows, and, but it all starts as a seed. So give what you can, even though it be very small, because God will take it and use it. A man came home from a trip and a winter getaway, and while he was away, the Lord spoke to him and said that when he returns, he was to give some money to our church but he had no idea of what that might look like. So he came home, he came to see us, he told us what the Lord had said, and he said, here's the money. It's seed money. He said, I really don't know what it's about. The Lord never told me what it's about, but I simply was to give it to you, and you would know. Well, meanwhile, I had been praying, and the Lord was putting on my heart something that I felt the Lord wanted us to do, and the timing was absolutely perfect perfect as it always is. And I knew exactly what this was all about. Well, long story short, that money was the beginning of a new ministry, and God amazingly opened uh, so many doors so that the seed could be sown into many homes uh, in, in the province. But it starts with a seed.
We plant seeds with our words and with our actions and with our relationships. Uh, we can plant a seed of love or joy, or we can plant a seed of hatred. There are plenty of seeds of hatred being planted these days. Uh, some of those seeds, I'm afraid, given the right conditions, will start to grow and bring great pain and suffering to our world. We're experiencing that globally these days. There are seeds that are germinating around the world that will produce huge challenges uh, to, to uh, work with. North Korea is flexing its muscles these days, planting seeds of fear, and much diplomacy will be needed to be able to handle that so we don't overreact to it, but we don't let it happen as well. So we're first reminded that the power is in a seed, that God put it there. And I want to remind us all this morning that we have all kinds of seeds to plant, and you can make a tremendous difference by looking at the seeds in your seed bank. What do you have? What do you have? And what can you bless the world with? You can watch it grow and it starts as a seed. Secondly, the power is only evident when the seed is planted. My father always had a seed bin. He didn't put anything else in that bin except the seed because he wanted it to be free of any other pollutants. He, he wanted it to be free of any weeds. So in the spring, he either bought some new seed or he took the existing seed to the elevator in the town where there was a seed cleaning process. And all of the weeds, as much as possible, were removed from the seed grain. But my father could not just be happy to get the seed cleaned. He had to actually put it into the ground. If it stayed in the bin, nothing would ever happen. If he said, well, we may not have enough for ourselves through the winter, so we better keep some of this seed grain back, well, that would be very short-sighted. You can't eat the seed. You must plant the seed. You have to plant it. Nothing happens until the seed is planted. Seed never does any good if it's just kept in a package or kept in the bin. It must be planted. So Jesus said in the passage that was read, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat, a seed, is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. So a seed needs to be planted. It has to die in order to reproduce. It takes faith to plant a seed. It takes faith to give something away and believe that God's going to do something with it, whatever you give away, that God's going to do something with the gift that you give to the world. But when you plant a seed, you cover up the seed and you trust it to the ground. Now that you're, if you're like most of us along our journey, we've, we've often dug it back up again to see if anything's happening down there and then covered it back up again. But basically, you have to have faith that the seed's going to grow. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Listen to this. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. Isn't that good? Isn't that true? How does the seed die? And how does it come back to life again? And how does it produce more? It's a mystery. 
But it's like the kingdom. When you sow seeds in the kingdom, you might think, oh, nothing is happening. God's not using me. But those seeds have to die. And then you'll see the growth. We're sowing seeds at TCC. We're sowing seeds in our community. We're investing. We're eliminating our debt to allow our ministry to grow up. We've reduced our debt from $6.2 million now to about $750,000 over these past few years. We're putting the seed in the ground and believing it's going to grow. We've added more staff, wonderful servants who die to self and who are alive to what God is up to. And God is going to raise up more vital ministry for the days ahead. And night and day, whether we're asleep or whether we're awake, the seed's going to sprout and it's going to grow and the kingdom's going to be extended. And we can't see it all today, but we believe. We see it from yesterday. We see the seeds that were planted when this church was very, very small. And we didn't really have all that much faith to believe what it might become. But seeds were planted and they grew. And God has touched many lives. And he'll do it again. And he'll do it again. And we'll all just keep planting the seeds. And we'll do it together. We'll do it together. Thirdly, planting and harvesting require patience. There's a parable that Jesus told called the mustard seed parable. It says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And though it's the smallest of all seeds, the kingdom is like that. It grows to be the largest. Now, we might think that we need to be a polished church. We might, need, uh, we might think that we need to be a huge mega church. We might think that we need to be a very impressive church and people walk in here and they just go, wow. I don't think God has called us to be any of those. We don't need to compare ourselves with any other church. This is his church. This is his church, unique in some ways, but we are called to be a community church. Jesus, when he talked about that mustard seed, was saying that it might look rather insignificant. It might look like just a little old mustard seed. But friends, it grows. It grows. And it grows. And it grows in the ways that God wants it to grow. So Jesus is saying that it looks insignificant what God is doing. It looks powerless. It may look defeated, but actually God's plan is advancing. And nothing can stop it. TCC is uh, so excited about the future. I think of all the falls uh, that have come and gone. We're looking to this fall. In, in a very excited way. Our new staff, new dreams, new direction. And we're trusting God to do his work among us. We will seek to be faithful and seek to do what we can do. Faithful to pray. Faithful to trust God. And then just be patient to allow God to do his work. Uh, a few blocks from here in a little while, uh, Southwest Community Church will meet we're so excited about the future there. 
Uh, we'll do an outreach event on the last Saturday in August over at Glen Ridding Park. This will be our first outreach. We're looking to plant some seeds. We're just looking to bring as many of our people to that park on that Saturday as possible and then just let them be seeds out in the community and connect and develop some relationships and build some friendships. We're looking forward to life groups this fall. We're going to plant some seeds. We'll have our first prayer summit at Southwest this fall. And we're going to pray. And we're going to patiently trust God for His work. The kingdom of God is advancing. You don't see it all. But day and night, day and night, it's growing. The smallness of the kingdom has always been an issue. Some have even said a scandal. And it will continue to be. Look at the world around. It seems so out of control at times. I watch the news. I understand now why, why my, my wife's parents didn't want to watch the news anymore. It just discouraged them. But you have to watch the news, and you have to keep in touch. You have to read the papers, and you have to understand the world in which we live. And though uh, the kingdom of God sometimes seems like, where is the kingdom being built in the world? The kingdom of God will prevail. And though the kingdom of God is sometimes maligned and uh, stepped on, don't worry. The kingdom of God will prevail. Let's just walk with God. Let's just be in step with him. Let's just watch his timing. Let's be faithful to invest our seeds in tomorrow, in future ministry, and wait patiently because the Lord is going before us and his timing is impeccable. Amen? So when you plant the seed, be patient. It will grow. Galatians 6, 9 is a wonderful reminder. Let us not get tired of doing what is right, but after a while we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. Fourthly, there are many planters. There are many people planting seeds all over this planet. Those seeds have been planted over the generations. Last Sunday, we worshipped in the town of Ladysmith on Vancouver Island. Anybody ever been there? A couple of people have been there. Uh, we went to the local Baptist community church because my cousin's, my cousin's daughter and her husband passed her at that church. So first time kind of for me to meet my cousin's daughter, and certainly the first time for me to meet Pastor Darren. And what a wonderful servant. What an awesome church in the middle of that little community. What a heart they have for their community. They are alive and worshiping and praying and reaching out to their community and planting seeds. It just blessed my heart to see they get it. They get it. We're so blessed to be there. Maybe you have seen how God's been planting seeds in your family through the years. Maybe you can look back through the generations and say, ah, there was a seed there, there's a seed there. That's been germinating over here. That's where that came from. There are many planters in many different contexts. 
I know that families can be very broken and plant seeds of negativity and anger and abuse. And by God's grace, some of you have said, that's the end of that. That cycle has to end and it breaks, stops here. And you are planting seeds that bring hope and healing. Good on you. Jesus said in John 4:38, I sent you to reap where you didn't plant. Others had already done work before you, and you will now gather the harvest. Wow. Here we are at year 14 in our ministry at TCC. There have been seeds already sown. If you are new in the last few weeks or last months or just a couple of years, you are impacted by the seeds that have been sown before. And, of course, all of us who started TCC years before were impacted by others in our lives who, who, who grew into our lives and helped us grow and develop. We've been sowing seeds over at Southwest for only four months, but we have people throwing seeds all over the place. And even in the summer, we see all kinds of new people coming to check out Southwest Community Church. So there are many people planting all over, in our families, in our communities, in our world. Somebody's been a blessing in your life. Now we can be a blessing to somebody else. Fifth, we, we harvest more than we plant. The harvest is always greater than the seed planted. If that weren't true, the farmer would go out of business. The gardener wouldn't, wouldn't bother planting potatoes or peas or corn. There would be no point. We always harvest more than we plant. And in the parable of the soils, we were reminded that when the seed fell on the good soil, that great things happened, that it came up and grew and produced a crop multiplying 30, 60, or even 100 times. Whatever you plant will expand beyond the amount you planted. Now, that can be both good and bad. It, it will come back to you 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. If you plant anger, it will come back to you. If you plant distrust or hatred, it will come back to you. If you try, if, on, on the other hand, you plant encouragement in somebody's heart, if you encourage them, just a little seed of encouragement, it will come back your way as well. If you plant joy and peace and understanding, that will come back to you as well. If you plant forgiveness, it will come back to you as well. If you plant care and love for all the nations of the world, it will come back to you. If you speak for the marginalized in life, you will see God in the marginalized. And he will add his blessing to your life and to your ministry. If you know the story of uh, St. Francis of Assisi, you know that he hated lepers. He couldn't stand the sight of them. That was the one thing that was the negative in his life. He couldn't stand lepers. He didn't want to be around them. They smelled horrible back in the 1100s in, in the country of Italy. But one day, God had him on his horse, and he saw a leper, and he felt that that leper was just disgusting. And God spoke to him and said, get down off your horse and go and kiss that leper. And Assisi, oh God, you don't want me to do that. And in the process, Assisi was transformed. Something happened inside of him. He saw God in the marginalized. His inner heart changed from fear and contempt, and he discovered the presence of God in a leper. 
And he was never the same again. It changed his life. It changed his ministry. Just think of what God might say to you. When you look at something that you say, oh, no. But God says, but yes. But yes for you. Embrace it. Love. Get past it. He planted a seed of love. And his life was radically altered. We harvest more than we plant. And then the law of proportions always works. Number six. When you increase the seed, you increase the harvest. The more seed you put in the ground, the greater the amount of harvest you will receive. If you plant 10 potatoes, not just five potatoes, you uh, will increase your harvest. It's, it's interesting, as we just said, we harvest more than we plant. That's not anything that we do. I mean, that's God's part. So when we plant a seed, God brings an increase, whether it be 20 times or whether it be 100 times, but just plant the seed and leave the rest to God. However, there is a part that belongs to us, and it's our responsibility. That is how much seed you plant. It has to do with living by faith. It has to do with being missional. It has to do with being faithful. It has to do with taking a risk. It has to do with being bold and courageous and venturesome and saying, another seed, another seed. I'll plant another seed. I'll venture forth here. I'll, I'll, I'll just stir up my courage and I'll plant another seed. God's part is that whatever is sown is multiplied many fold. Our part is that trusting in God's sovereignty and his goodness and his faithful, we need to sow all the good seed we can and leave the results to God. The Apostle Paul said, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each one should give what he's decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So friends, when we look at that, we get to choose the size of the harvest. Wow, we have an influence on the size of the harvest. You actually have influence in your own life as to the blessing of God. Yes, God does what he desires to do, and he brings the increase, and you play a part in terms of how God will add his blessing to your life and your ministry by being faithful to, to give. And that's true of us as a church. God wants to bless us. It's summertime in Edmonton. It's July. It's 2017, and God looks at TCC, and he wants to bless this church as we go forward into the fall, as we go forward uh, into the years ahead. God wants to bless us. But if we sow sparingly, we will reap sparingly. If we sow generously, we will reap generously. So that's a principle that God has set in motion. It's not only relevant to the follower of Christ, it's actually a law of the universe. The more seed you plant, the more you will harvest. And the law operates both negatively and, and positively. If we sow abundantly to the Spirit, we will reap abundantly in spiritual blessings and consequences. But if we sow abundantly to the flesh, we will likewise reap an abundant harvest of the consequences of fleshly living, a life full of the weeds of unrighteousness. But it's an awesome principle. The more seed I plant, the more I will experience God's return in my life. So can I say it this way? God is looking for givers to bless. 
This is not health, wealth, prosperity, gospel. This is just biblical. God is looking for givers to bless. He doesn't look for stingy people to bless. He looks for givers to bless. He looks at us and he says, is anybody on earth like me who wants to be generous? Who, who wants to think of other people? He's always looking for people who will say, here I am. Use me. I'm over here. And he blesses people who are generous. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9.10, For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So God blesses generous hearts. And as you give to him, he gives back. We found that to be true uh, in our lives and throughout the years. In all of our lives, as we're faithful to give and be generous, God has been faithful to bless in abundance. It's always been the correlation. I love the sentence that I read somewhere. God did not bring us here to watch history happen. He brought us here to make history happen. We can have a part in it. We can be up front. We can be moving in step with him. Yes, you were made for a mission. Bring what you have. What's in your seed bag? What has God blessed you with? What's your passion? What's your giftedness? What's your blessing of God in your life? Bring what you have. A tiny seed. Plant it. And see what God does. Let's stand together. Let's stand as we pray. Father, you have given us some principles in life that help us to know how to walk with you. And you remind us to plant the seeds that you've given to us. So help us to remember that uh, we always reap more than we sow. Help us to know that we can increase our harvest by just planting more seeds. And the more seeds we plant, the more you will give us. And the more seeds we plant, the more you will give us. And Lord, as we walk through a, a door that's open and are obedient to that, you'll open more doors. So we thank you for the opportunity to plant today. Lord, uh, these are your people. Lord, these are your people today. Generous, excited, passionate people of God. Lord, who want to be used of you. And they're here today because they want to make a difference. They want their lives to be purposeful and significant. So, Lord, I pray, fill them and bless them and use them, Lord, and give them great joy and excitement in using those little seeds in their seed bag, whatever they identify them to be with your spirit, to see that, ah, this is, this is it. This is how I plant. This is how I serve. This is how I give. And so bless them, Lord, as they journey with you. Bless them as they plant those seeds. And bring to them, to all of us, a great harvest. A harvest for the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.